2: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Report, Rotoviz Radio News Show. I'm Blair Andrews. My co-host, as always, is Hassan Rahim. Hassan, how's it going?
1: Uh, it's going great, Player. Just you know, it's Sunday yet again, um, and uh, you know we've got we had a handful of teams on bye and a whole bunch of really exciting games.
2: Yeah, definitely a lot of exciting stuff to touch on, and I'm especially excited to be discussing it all with our guest today. Joining us on the show is John Solis. John is the host of the Solis Report, a new podcast on road of his radio uh he also used to write the popular friedman report a few years ago and now writes the solis report uh, make sure you listen to his new podcast available now on road of his radio and follow him on twitter at solis report john thanks for joining us how's it going
3: hey my pleasure thanks for having me on i uh, um i think you'll be disappointed with my analysis but um uh <laughs> Uh, Again, I'm here to plug my show, The Soul East Report, uh, filmed live in front of a studio audience in Brooklyn and San Diego. Um, And I'm going to do my best uh, because, as I understand, your audience has uh, somewhat uh, uh, actual fantasy football expectations. So uh, buckle up. All
1: right. (laughs) I did want to ask, how did you guys get a live studio audience? And uh, are you the only show on Rotovis Radio that has one?
3: Um, I think we're one of the only podcasts, period, with a live uh, studio audience. Um, I don't know where the money comes from. Uh, Devin is extremely mysterious. Uh, he's maybe an a, a old money or a lottery winner uh, or a, a drug dealer. Um, he might uh, be a, a mugger of the elderly. Uh, look, I don't want to say that he does that. I'm just, I barely know the guy. I can't rule it out. He just has a lot of connections and a lot of money. And I'm not saying our audience is paid to be there, but, I mean, fill in the blanks, guys.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll just move on from that and get right into the show, right? Um, (laughs) First item, Latavius Murray notched 44 yards on eight rushes while also contributing three catches for 35 yards on three targets Sunday in New Orleans' Week 6 win over Jacksonville. So, John, this was the best game Murray has had as a Saint so far. Do you think he's earned additional work with this performance or – Is it more related to Kamara's ankle injury?
3: Um, You know, I really don't know the extent of how badly Alvin uh, Kamara is hurt, uh, but I think you said it all already. Uh, This, um, honestly, not that impressive performance is the best we've seen from Latavius Murray. Um, I wouldn't start him with any confidence uh, unless I knew with some certainty that he'd be the only person in that backfield. Um, I think he took advantage of the opportunities he got. Um, I think the Saints aren't stupid. Uh, If they have a healthy Camara, they're going to be leaning on him, uh, not Latavius Murray. I don't think I'll be flexing him going forward.
1: Yeah, the the interesting thing here was that uh, Camara was a, uh, you know, he was an add on Thursday to the injury report, and next week – it gets I, I believe the competition next week for New Orleans is pretty tough. Um, I'm actually just pulling it up right here from the road of his handy dandy strength of scheming uh, uh sorry streaming app. Uh, just I wanted to see what they're what they're running back uh, Yeah the strength looks like of scheming is
3: actually uh, Devin's article.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I uh, for some reason, my internet seems to be going a little bit too slow, and I believe I want to say it is the Chicago Bears here, and I'm going to confirm that. Yeah, so like they play the Bears uh next week, so I don't know. I- I'm kind of with you. I don't know if I'll have any interest in plugging in either Kamara or um, Mari. I I, I didn't want to say, you know, like we've heard for you know one of the. Big, uh, big talking points about this backfield, which is how it's such a high-powered offense, and they create all these red zone looks, and that right. really hasn't come to fruition this year. Uh, you know, is this like a Breeze thing, or just like one of those, um, maybe this is what it's really going to be like, uh, even
3: with Breeze back? Uh, I think it's, um, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, you look at Drew Breeze, and again, I don't know enough about the advanced stats to, to say that he's declining, but when you look at his raw totals uh, over the last however long you want, 20 years, um, the guy just just delivers. So if you want to attribute a, a lack of red zone opportunities to the absence of Drew Brees, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, separately, I, I think Teddy's doing a great job. Uh, I think he was probably the best backup in the league, and, and, and now he's out there uh, proving it. I'm surprised to hear you say, though, that uh, you wouldn't start Alvin Kamara. I mean, I—, I, I you were talking about some regretful sits and starts uh, uh, before we started recording. And I, I can't imagine uh, a more regretful experience than having Alvin Kamara go off on your bench. I mean, start your studs, right?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You no, you got me on that one. I, I'm definitely going to be starting Kamara, like hell or high water, unless it does come out that, like, I don't know, his ankle injury is way worse than we thought it would be. Uh, I, I'm definitely with you on Latavius. I've... Um, I don't know if there's any league where I really like, need a desperation flex that
3: badly. Right. I, I think that— You know—oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Blair.
2: No, I was just going to say, I think this is maybe a more legitimate question than you guys are, are letting on with the Camara starting. I mean, since Breeze's injury, he's had—one game, obviously, was huge against Seattle, 37 points. But beyond that, before today, he hadn't scored more than 12 points in a game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of uh, in the back of my mind. I'm definitely putting Camara in my starting lineup, but if he is not going to be the Camara from last year with Breeze out of the lineup, right. then right. is that real? You know, is that something I should be thinking harder about?
3: You're probably um, playing 3D, 4D chess right now, and, and I mean that sincerely, um, because uh, when I think of a player like Camara uh, or um, right now juju smith schuster uh mm-hmm. i'm a start your studs guy but uh maybe the context of the quarterbacking situation um is is an intervening uh factor that should cause us to reassess well who is a stud this season uh, i can tell you um i have lost games for starting juju this year yeah. uh, but it's that fear of leaving him benched uh, oh and uh, uh something <laughs> Of activated Siri, <laughs> maybe this year, this year, Siri. Anyway, I digress. Uh, um, I'm going to start my studs because it's what I do. But if I were smarter, I'd probably reevaluate who my studs are.
1: Yeah. And speaking of studs, uh, Miles Sanders rushed uh, three times for six yards, uh, but he caught <laughs> all three of his targets for 86 yards and a touchdown in the Eagles' week six loss to the Vikings. um You know, John, like, you know, he's not getting much work in the in the running game uh but he is seeing plenty of work in the receiving game uh you know Jordan Howard didn't get any work at all uh as a pass catcher but still has uh, that rushing role locked down um sure. and he was you know again fairly meh with the, with with his workload you know out of curiosity what you know where were you on Sanders and Dynasty when he was coming out you know and do you see him coming on this year uh as a as a and you know Eating into like more of that rushing workload and taking on more of that three-down role that we thought he thought he could was capable of taking on,
3: right? Um, so as far as eating into Jordan Howard's uh, rushing uh, opportunities, uh, no, I'm I'm not planning on seeing that. I don't expect that. Um, Sanders was was really 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 hot, really really hyped up during the off season. Um, I had him in the early first round, like uh, most people did in their dynasty drafts. Uh, for me, he was uh, pretty much interchangeable with Montgomery, uh, certainly behind Jacobs based on opportunity alone. But, you know, there were some people firing off hot takes that Sanders, just, you know, based on his similarities to Shady McCoy or even Saquon uh, Barkley, should be the, the number one overall pick. And um, obviously, if you did that, you're you're experiencing some regret right now. But I don't think Jordan Howard is some throwaway journeyman that can simply be ignored. Uh, He's not a stud right now, but he has a job. Uh, He's bigger and stronger and probably better in certain situations that call for rushing than than Miles Sanders. So um, if I have Sanders in Dynasty, I'm definitely holding. I think he's exciting. I think he's flashed potential. Uh, but uh, no, it's not my expectation that, uh, he's just going to completely vanquish Jordan Howard, uh, barring injury. Also, I went to Indiana university, so I'm a tiny bit biased.
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I was someone who, uh, I liked Sanders a lot as a prospect and then kind of when he went to Philadelphia, I wasn't thrilled with that landing spot just because he, it's, You know, we haven't seen uh, Doug Peterson use really a a workhorse back or anything before. So it's kind of, I guess, uncharted territory in Philadelphia with, you know, somebody getting that kind of work. Um, And I admit I kind of bought into a little bit of the hype as we (laughs) got into the season and started drafting him on like some redraft teams. So now, I mean, this game has me thinking, you know, now I've seen uh, him actually perform, but it looks like this is going to be a committee should i be trying to sell now do you think
3: i mean in redraft um anytime you can sell i mean especially a rookie running back after a big game uh i say go for it um i play pretty loose in redraft uh it's kind of like a a palate cleanser from dynasty like you can you can be a crazy trade person if that's who you want to be in redraft Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of fun uh one of my best redraft teams a couple years back I, i finished Uh, the season as the champion with uh, literally none of my original drafted players Uh, so (laughs) just in furtherance of making trades sure sure trade sanders you can probably get someone good for him Um, but in dino no he's a he's a solid hold i don't like trading my rookies their first year
1: yeah i mean like trading rookies their first years it's pretty tough if only because like most of them only see their value appreciate as we get right. a further into the off season. But even Aqila Harry, who's someone like we all really, really loved, and he's done nothing so far. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I saw a you know a Roto World blurb that was like, oh, you know he can start practicing soon, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm back in. Like <laughs> we, I don't, we didn't see him at all, and uh-huh. it's just like I'm like ah, time to go get him everywhere and redraft. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, fingers crossed. I, I love Nikhil as well. Um, I think he's just so promising, and I, I hate the landing spot. And um, you can guarantee that whichever uh, a Patriots player you start, it's going to be someone else getting the touchdown. It's going to be Brandon Bolden for no reason. Um, but you know, especially in Dynasty, I I buy talent, usually not situation. And, and Nikhil is just so phenomenally impressive. Um, I can't wait to see it.
2: Following a team you love in 2019 can be time consuming. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Now let's get into no shit, shit no. Julio Jones caught eight of nine targets for 108 yards in the Falcons' week six loss to the Cardinals.
3: Uh, do you guys like um, the Ataris? Have Are you familiar with that band, the Ataris? Oh, vaguely. Yes, Vague? uh, I remember them being a thing in like the <laughs> 2000s. <laughs> yeah, before, before you gentlemen were born, uh, one of their best songs is called Eight of Nine. And I highly recommend uh, your listeners check it out, especially the acoustic version. Um, you just don't get to hear Eight of Nine that often. I think it's talking about like a cat and its lives. Uh, but no, Julio's got more than nine lives. I'll never give up on Julio. This is a, a, a no shit, w- which is what I say when I agree, right? Yes. Yeah, no, Julio's the man. Eight and nine targets, no surprise. No surprise. Julio fucking. Oh, shit. Can I. Oh, oops. (laughs) Is this a swearing show?
2: We're doing a segment called No Shit, Shit No. No, I know,
3: but no, I I was literally admonished uh, over email this morning for too many swears, so (laughs) I need to. <laughs> Not admonished. <laughs> no, they were just letting me know they need to mark my show, the East Report with John Solis and Devin McIntyre. They needed to mark it explicit, and they would have liked a heads up. But no, that said, come on, I'm never going to stop believing in Julio. Well, what kind of person would come on here and say, "Oh no, no, this is a flash in the pan. Julio's toast." Come on. Uh, uh,
1: if you guys are, uh, I mean, I'm just going to give you a life hack here. Uh, if you find that like you're really inundated with a lot of fantasy podcasts, every time you hear the host say, "Well, Julio is inconsistent." Just immediately unsubscribe and delete, and just like be done with
3: it. <laughs> it's it's really
1: helped me pare down how many fantasy pods I listen to.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 nonsense. And, and you know, no offense, I'm sure there are some decent minded good-hearted people out there who have you know said you know maybe I'll try this take on I want to say something shocking I'm going to try this take on you know you can make that kind of mistake when you're young or when you're drunk uh but but no no don't commit to that take start Julio start your studs especially start Julio don't trade Julio come on
1: Cooper Cop uh got four of six targets for 17 yards in the Rams' weakest loss to the
3: Niners uh, I'm going to say shit no, which is to say, uh, for better or worse, I think Cooper Cup is probably the wide receiver to own in that offense. Um, I do buy the offseason hype. I do buy that he's faster and stronger, having recovered from his ACL. And he has some sort of rapport that we certainly didn't see uh, uh, recently, but he has some sort of rapport with Jared Goff uh, um, that makes me trust him the most moving forward. Uh
1: As a follow-up question on that, is the Niners' defense for real? Because I'm really on the very much yes side of that equation now. Right,
3: right. Um, Okay, and and Blair, it sounds like you got something here. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) pass it to you, but I'm just going to say I don't like Bosa. I mean, whatever. I don't like him, but he's (laughs) good. Like He's good. And when you have an individual who can disrupt – uh a line in that way uh, uh that's gonna that's gonna raise what's the expression a rising tide lifts all boats uh, joey bosa lifts that defense at least for me
2: yeah my reaction was just because hassan has been the biggest 49ers hater in the world for almost the right? entirety of this show right. yeah. good for him good for him that's what I, he should
0: be it,
1: i mean it's not like it's not like uh, i mean I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo supporter by any means. Like we're still on, like he's still kind of a bit of an unknown, but the defense is good. And like All the right. running backs are good.
2: We'll get you there. By next week, Do you you'll, remember be, when, uh... you'll be starting oh, Jimmy G everywhere.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> for that had to happen, I'm going to have to own him. I'm not going to pay for him.
3: <laughs> sorry guys. Sorry. Um, I was just going to ask if you remember when uh, Jimmy G was uh, uh, caught, uh, busted, uh dating a porn star do you remember that?
1: <laughs> no oh yeah it was
3: a, it was it was a good time yeah it was a great time i I, I like that that happened. I'm tired of these uh, uh squeaky clean quarterbacks uh, who are all almost in a contest of who's squeakier and who's cleaner like jimmy g's not afraid to get down and dirty and I admire him for that
1: yeah same here he's also he's also really good at handing off the running backs <laughs> and letting them do most of the work. <laughs>
3: You're not a Niner fan yet, are you? Uh,
1: I am a fan of the defense and a fan of the running backs.
3: Fair.
2: Speaking of uh, squeaky clean quarterbacks, Sam Darnold completed 23 of 32 passes for 338 yards, two touchdowns and a pick in the Jets' week six upset over the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, um, we'll say no shit. I love Sam Darnold. I think he's awesome. Um, Once I started paying attention to uh, kind of a phenom, phenom index, but for quarterbacks, uh, I mean, Sam's right at the top. He's he's what, 19 years old. He's he's <laughs> ridiculous, and to do all that coming off of a, a bout of mono, um, no, he's he's awesome. Uh, look at what he's working with. Look at who he's working with too. I mean, uh, Robbie Anderson is is a real wide receiver that people talk about on occasion, and all of that is is thanks and due to Sam Darnold. Um, I think he's going to have a super fun career. No one will sell him to me in Dynasty because of my well known love. For him, uh, I like that he looks like uh, Syndrome, the villain from uh, <laughs> The Incredibles 1. Um, he's got a swagger to him uh, that that you can't really fake. I don't think he's squeaky clean, man. I think behind that little sneer of his is uh, is some darkness in a good way. I love Sam Darnold.
1: Uh, no shit. Jimmy Garoppolo competed 24 of 33 passes for 243 scoreless yards and one interception in the 49ers' 27 Week 6 win over the Rams.
3: I mean, we already talked about a uh, old dirty dingus Jimmy, right? Like we. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he he's he's a winner. Um, he's he's really handsome. He dates porn stars. Um, I mean, what do you want me to say? Am I starting him over uh, Sam Darnold? Uh, probably not. I love Sam Darnold, but uh, the guy's good. I think he's good. No shit.
2: Kyler Murray completed 27 of 37 passes for 340 yards and three touchdowns in the Cardinals' Week 6 win over the Falcons.
3: Uh, I'm going to say no shit because I like Kyler Murray, but I want to call out some hypocrisy. So uh, if you get on Twitter right now, and you're probably on Twitter right now, um, you're going to see people sighing their relief and, and pumping their fists and saying, finally, 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 Kyler is here. Uh, But those same people also said uh, going into this week, make sure you start Kyler because everybody looks like Randy Moss, Tom Brady uh, when you're up against the Falcons. So uh, on one hand, you knew this was going to happen and you knew it wouldn't necessarily be because Kyler is good. That said, uh, Kyler looked great this game and I like Kyler. So I want this to be true. So I'm going to say no shit. But we'll see what happens next week.
1: Tyler Boyd caught three or seven targets for 10 yards in the Bengals' a week six loss
3: to the Ravens. Um, I, I think Tyler Boyd's probably the best wide receiver on that team. Uh, I'm going to say, I guess, shit, no. Um, I think it's weird that A.J. Green is back. I think, um, I mean, as much as a winless team could get into a rhythm, I think there was kind of a nice rhythm Emerging with with Boyd and and Tate, uh, guys. Do you know? Um, okay, it's it's Auden Tate. Is it pronounced Auden Tate?
2: Hmm. Good
3: question. Or is it Auden? Is it
2: Auden? I've been uh, saying I, I, Auden, but now that you bring it up, I'm not sure.
3: Well, well, think about this, and I don't know if you've thought about this, but um, Auden Tate is literally Latin for golden Tate. Mm. So. I don't know. You tell me. You got a 6'5 rookie Golden Tate out there in the field. You're going to take him out for A.J. Green? I don't know. Uh, That's true, uh,
1: but but they do have C.J. Uzoma. (laughs) I don't know how you take Uzoma (laughs) off the field.
3: (laughs) Yeah, man. No, they're a mess. What a mess. Sucks to be—hey, can we talk about how shitty uh, Joe Mixon is? I got into an argument like if you want to google this not google this if you want to twitter this i'm sure you could find it i got into an argument an actual argument on twitter with someone i don't even know who and they were like like quote tweeting me in anger you know how when you get under someone's skin they start uh pandering to their audiences and say oh look at this joker and he was quote tweeting me uh because i'd said you know pump the brakes a little on joe mixon i think derrick henry might be better than joe mixon in 2019. And he said, here's an example of moronic analysis. Like, here's here's what you never want to do, guys. And, and I said, you know, we were having a conversation. Um, I'm happy to discuss this with you, but when you engage in the quote tweeting, you know, it just shows how insecure you are. And he said, nah, I'm not insecure. You're like, I'm confident in this. You are dead wrong, and I want my whole audience to see it. So uh, whoever you are, congratulations. Good take, bro. Really good take. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. What a... The people who really want Mixon to be a thing, um, uh, th- this off it became pretty difficult. After like half the offensive line retired, it was a, it was it was pretty tricky. I mean, he still gets like a decent amount of the work. He doesn't get much in the receiving game, and he's going nowhere. Just slamming him into the pile. A tough,
3: tough, tough year. Very. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking of running backs who might be better than Joe Mixon, Carlos Hyde rushed 26 times for 116 yards and one score in Houston's Week 6 win over the Chiefs.
0: Oh,
3: my God. Yeah, that was gross. That was so gross. Um, uh, Look, I have to answer. I have to give you an answer. I'm going to say no shit. To the extent that I'm saying uh, Carlos Hyde has a job in that offense, Uh, kind of like Jordan Howard has a job. We were just talking about them. Um, I think Duke Johnson has been more exciting to watch in in absolutely every single way. Um, If you kind of squint at the TV and the running back is doing incredible things, you unsquint and and there he is, Duke Johnson. And if you see the the, uh, running back uh, crawling like a commando on his stomach (laughs) or fumbling a ball (laughs) or just generally doing stupid things, it's Carlos Hyde. Uh, He was cussing into the camera today. Did you see that? (laughs)
2: No.
3: No. Yeah, um. After his first touchdown, he he grabbed, like a pro wrestler, he grabbed he grabbed the camera by the lens, held it up to his face to where all you could see, like in the margins, was his whole face. And, I mean, bleep it if you like. But he says, can't stop us, can't fucking stop us. And he made it on a national TV. That's Carlos Hyde. <laughs> That's... Uh, uh, he's terrible, and he has a job. Start him. Start him with confidence. He's going to get 50 touches a game. He's going to. I don't know why, but that's what they're doing. That that's actually genuinely amazing because I I miss
1: that. I, I, so so Carlos Hyde in a revenge game against a team that he never played a snap for and was essentially cut <laughs> from the NFL. Like like the, the mm-hmm. guy's playing like a guy who's seen what the other side looks like when he was <laughs> one more what one more cut looks like, and he's playing like a man unleashed. And I'm and I'm more impressed that he had the stones to do that. Oh, yeah. considering that the, I believe his very first, yep, his the first play was Carlos Hyde up the gut for minus one yard and then he fumbles the football. <laughs> so I'm amazed that like on this on the second possession of the game, on the first play, after he fumbled the football, He he screams into a camera (laughs) after scoring a touchdown. Man, the the man is living life the way I wish I could live. Absolutely. Zero, (laughs) zero fear. Zero Mm -hmm. fear. Absolutely. No need. No introspection. Just like the longest leash. What
3: what a, uh, I I wish, I just wish I had that life. It's kind of like before he was Dr. Jekyll and now he's Mr. Hyde. (laughs) 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 Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, we need the, uh, we need the drug. We do tip. need the, yeah. yeah we, no, we, we're, we need... Where's Devin? Probably out committing crimes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I always, I always kind of, uh, you, I was listening to the recent Solis report and uh, and I'm halfway through it. And, and before Devin buys an instrument, I'm really hoping he completes the the transformation to becoming your Kevin Eubanks. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love. I haven't thought about Kevin Eubanks or Jay Leno in forever. And Eubanks was so underrated, wasn't he? Uh, I feel like, okay, so the harder to digest the host is, the more work <laughs> the sidekick has to do. So, so like Devin on my show is doing a ton of work. Um, but Leno, like he's, you know, he's like a lettuce sandwich man. Like he, he is just the most vanilla. Mild, easy to digest host. So it seemed like Eubanks didn't do much, but every time they cut to him, he had this sly, like warm smile. That, and I'm not joking. It like put me at ease. It, it was, he was the perfect straight man to a host that was already very, very, very mild. He did a good job. That's my ode to Kevin Eubanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mark Andrews uh, caught six of eight
3: passes for 99 yards in the Ravens' Week Six win over the Bengals. Yeah, I mean he's he's good. Let's say uh, let's say no shit, Mark Andrews. So I hate tight ends. I do not like them. I think uh, anywhere you could possibly draft a tight end. Is too early. Uh, but Mark Andrews is the rare young tight end that was hyped in the off season, uh, attainable at a reasonable ADP, and to date he has delivered on it. So uh, let's say no shit, and um, I would feel confident starting uh, Mark Andrews going forward.
2: Philip Lindsay raced to 70 yards and a touchdown on 15 carries while notching two grabs for five yards on three targets Sunday in the Broncos Week 6 win over Tennessee.
3: I mean, I, I mean this is kind of to you guys, is this an average game for Lindsay, or is this a below average? Uh, uh, that sound uh, was a cat uh, jumping into a, a box that once housed a fish tank, by the way. Uh, I know you could probably tell that from the sound, but <laughs> um, uh, I, just just to clarify for your audience. Uh, it, so before I know shit or shit know this, um, I need some context. Is this a good game or a bad game for Lindsay?
2: Well, here's, I think, the really interesting thing. He had... Uh, right, two catches for five yards. Royce Freeman had five catches for 42 yards. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, so that split is kind of interesting. Do we see that it going is. forward?
3: It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I've i seen much more of what Lindsay can do. Uh, Lindsay again, is this really strange player that I never, ever have on my teams because I don't like for the most part, undrafted running backs. I don't like, for the most part, very small running backs. Uh, And he's both of those. And after last year, uh, he became the worst of all worlds, uh, a a small, undrafted, extremely expensive dynasty running back. Uh, uh, So uh, to me, he's he's the kind of good player that I'm just never going to have on my team. Um, but it just makes no sense to me to see him uh, uh, losing targets in the passing game to Royce Freeman. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I think he's a great receiving running back. Um, he's he's kind of a do it all guy in a small package. So I no. I'm gonna say shit. No, I don't see that uh, continuing as a trend. Do you?
2: Uh I don't know. I think Royce Freeman is probably underrated as a pass catcher and he definitely showed today that he is he can be pretty good in that role. But yeah, like you said, I mean, I think Lindsay is probably at least as good, if not better, as a receiver. So, yeah, it's tricky. I don't know quite how to decipher this backfield. Kind of the whole season I've been waiting for Freeman to break out and that's probably Yes. Because i you know, I actually own him on a lot of teams. Whereas, like you said, Lindsay was too expensive to acquire this season.
1: So, like the receiving workload between both Royce and like Lindsay is almost fifty-fifty in terms of how many targets they receive. Um, I'm going to have to like probably delve into this later, but I wonder if this is more of a function of game script. Like, like the Titans were, um, well, they were the Titans. Uh, they were <laughs> they were uh, incapable of generating even the any semblance of offense to where i wonder if most of these freeman targets came towards like much later in the game to where they were just pretty much using him as a receiver to salt away the game mm-hmm. and uh you know they sort of put Lindsay away uh in that they don't really need him because like they're not really playing in that neutral script because again you know like as as john mentioned he, he's he's tiny he's i mean the guy is small so he's a phenomenal talent but like he he really is a little bit too small to like be a you know feature back that you use to salt away the game. Yeah,
3: I think that's a, a important context here, and it's not something I was thinking of. Um, if you need someone who can be kind of a B minus Lindsay, uh, but with enough padding to you know not <laughs> destroy himself before the next game, yeah, Royce Freeman. That's the nicest thing I could say about Royce Freeman right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's I. It's just it's a it's a tough
1: backfield as well, if only because both of them are cannibalizing each other, and the offense is really like it's Cortland Sutton's receiving work and like not, nobody else really. It's it's tough. Right. Um, Michael Thomas, uh, he nabbed uh, you know eight targets for eighty nine scoreless yards on, tw- on on twelve targets uh, Sunday in the Saints' week six win over
3: the uh, Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, uh, no shit. That's that's no surprise. He's um, he's awesome. If you had Michael Thomas as your number one wide receiver in Dynasty, uh, I don't think anyone could you know, hold that against you. He's right up there. Um, I don't know what the future holds uh, for him as far as his quarterback situation. You would have liked to have seen a score today, but obviously that's not something that is uh, sticky from week to week. Uh, this is uh, an amazing receiver who is getting a ton of targets regardless of who is throwing to him. Um, great player, No shit. Uh,
1: just to I just want to push back a little bit on that on on that quarterbacking situation. like mm. the 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 belief was that you know Michael Thomas is a product of Drew Brees, but he's retained the same target share and almost the same production metrics with Teddy under undercenter. Yes. So, so like yeah uh, I, I, I'm with you in that he should have been like a one of the top wide receivers for Dino. I, I don't know if he should be wide receiver one. But like at this point, he kind of should be in the in the in the conversation just a little bit. Like I mean, he's able to do this with Teddy. He's able to put up the same numbers with, with Drew Brees. Like I, I think it kind of doesn't matter a little bit as long as he's able to get the targets, or at least as long as he's getting looks in the offense. And it seems to be that he's doing a lot with them.
3: Uh, I agree with you. And and all of this, um, really, without ever having a, a proper one B as at wide receiver in that offense. Like he he never had a juju. Uh, there to take the heat i I think um camara to the extent camara is a receiver uh maybe he plays in that function because um you know someone has to has to help get thomas open but no he's he's um i don't want to say quarterback proof but all he does is produce he's really fun
1: humans have been uh, shaving for thousands of years and you want to know the secret to a great shave Uh, it's simply it's just it's it hasn't changed. It's the same. Uh, you know, you don't need to go overpay for razors that include flex balls and heat handles and all this other stuff that like, you just are paying useless amount, uh, gobs of money for. Uh, I mean, that's why I uh, shop at Harry's Razors. I got sick and tired of buying all this weird, uh, I, these weird items. You know, they just don't overcharge me and they don't add these gimmicky features to their razors and they f- focus on all that really matters, which is sharp uh, durable blades and they actually had a very fair price. You know, they're Two dollars a blade and they're super convenient to buy, if only because they're delivered directly to your house on schedule and that's with or without a subscription, uh, you know, and there's actually there's no risk to you trying them out. And if you don't love your shave, let Harry's know and they'll give you a, a full refund. Uh, you know, I mean. Personally, I I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave with an easy glide at a low price. Um, And listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Uh, rich lathering a shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go go to harry.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today john have you uh taken advantage of this uh promo
3: you know i have and uh what i like the most you already mentioned the price but it's really easy to clean the slotted blades from behind those five blades uh you give them a quick rinse uh, you get to see the The big crazy mess in the sink with all your hair there. You get to freak out your fiancé and say, hey, honey, look. Look what used to be on my face. Uh, It's a great product. Again, great price. Harry's.
2: Uh, I also want to remind you, you can become a RotoViz Patreon and gain exclusive access to RotoViz Radio Slack. where You can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team like Hassan and myself. Patronships start at just $6 a month. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at ro- patreon.com slash Radio. Uh, you can also get a listeners-only 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage, rotovizcom podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all our premium NFL content, and it supports the pod. Uh, plus, for a limited time only, we're offering a two-year RV Radio NFL sub, which includes a 10% discount and complimentary access to Rotoviz Radio Patreon. And the RotoViz Radio Slack channel for the rest of the 2019 season, just in time for uh, the, uh, the home stretch and the fantasy playoffs. So, right now you can get 10% off a two year subscription and enjoy unlimited access to the RotoViz Radio Slack channel. All you have to do is head to rotoviz.com slash podcast, sign up via the two year RV radio subscription, and we'll email you Slack access details within 48 hours. Once again, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. All right, moving on to news item number three. Nick Chubb rushed 20 times for 122 yards and a pair of touchdowns in the Browns' Week 6 loss. The Seahawks adding five receptions for 17 additional yards. John, as the resident Browns fan living in San Diego, what are your thoughts on Chubb's performance today and on the Browns' offense thus far in the season?
3: I mean, gosh, there's there's not much I can say that's going to uh, surprise your listeners here, he's, he's awesome, right? He's, he's awesome. Uh, Early on when the Browns had a lead, he was seeing a ton of action and uh, when the game got closer and the game was on the line, he was seeing a ton of action. Um, I think if not for some very questionable uh, coach behavior and play calling uh, Chubb has another touchdown on top of that. Um, I love it when a player comes back, especially from an ACL injury and they're as good as they were Before And if you watch the Georgia clips of Chubb, I mean, he's he's as explosive as anybody. Uh, Maybe we're getting 95 percent of him now, which is still outstanding. Um, Chubb. I mean, Chubb's my dude, man. I love Nick Chubb. Very, very exciting. Uh, Fun game to watch. Uh, The Browns are my surrogate team after the Chargers left. Uh, But in a big eliminator uh, contest I'm in, I had uh honestly wisely picked the seahawks so i wasn't that hurt uh with the loss um but yeah no uh, go get nick chubb redraft dynasty if anyone's stupid enough to sell him go get him i just wanted to follow up a little bit because like the
1: the, the browns is passing offense like, it was you know people were fairly optimistic for it in the preseason and it just sort of hasn't come to pass we've seen bits and pieces of it like what could be the what could have been uh, you know what could be and. And hey, I'm kind of afraid that we're heading too down the road of what could have been. Um, you know, like, what are your thoughts on, on um,
3: well, how this, whether or not this? So um, I think it starts at the top, right? Um, this offense doesn't look like the Browns offense, kind of carefree, playing with house money we saw at the second half, excuse me, second half of last season. Um, I, I'm i not a big Freddie Kitchens fan, um it's like a cool rudy story as i remember i guess he was um a running backs coach like less than less than a year ago and and then um he started calling some plays as the offensive coordinator am i right and then and then now he's the coach is that his path guys do i have that right
2: uh that sounds right
3: okay well if not you guys can edit it out but uh, my 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 point is um I'm not convinced that this guy knows how to use the toys he has. Like he didn't read the manuals. Like he's <laughs> he's just banging them together like they're all matchbox cars, but but I mean OBJ he's a Gundam dude. Like you got all these intricate little moving parts. Scheme for OBJ like loosen up. Uh, be brave. Um beyond that, I mean the guys obviously just have to play. Um you got to get the ball out quicker. Um, I'm fine forcing it to Odell or Jarvis. I mean, these are great 50-50 ball receivers that you have. Uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with Nick Chubb. Um, the offensive line um, is an issue, isn't it? Um, it's a big issue. I forget his name. I want to say it started with a Z. Can you pronounce it for me? Is it Zeitler? Sounds right to me. Um, the lineman <laughs> they gave away in the Odell trade but, yeah, uh, um, it's been disappointing, obviously. Um, I don't know how you go about writing this ship, but I think it starts at the top.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good point. I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you definitely are encouraged by sort of the stat line that Beckham had today with 11 targets and 101 yards. But, right. on the other hand, you know, when you have... I don't know, six targets going to Ricky Seals-Jones. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'd start to think probably they could be distributing these a little better or uh, scheming their offense a little bit better. Um, right. Going back a bit to Nick Chubb, I know they have a few more games still before Kareem Hunt is eligible to play, but how do you see him fitting into this offense once he's, once he's back?
3: Um, that's a great question and I think most of the fantasy community uh, has been too low on kareem hunt. Um, I remember when hunt landed on the browns uh, I think it was mostly Chubb truthers uh, saying oh whoa just a drop in the bucket you know business as usual Chubb is the one with the talent um and and it's not like Kareem hunt is, a philip Lindsay type of a a udfa out of nowhere he was a highly drafted i believe third round running back for the kansas city chiefs and he produced literally a a top two rookie running back season in history for all time for all time you you look at the list of the best rookie running back performances and he's number two don't ask me who's number one probably steve slayton (laughs) (laughs) He's from before you were born as well. But, um, no, Kareem Hunt is good. He's so good. He's phenomenal. Um, Honestly, and I I was just talking about how much I like Nick Chubb, he's probably better than Nick Chubb. Okay, he's certainly a better receiver than Nick Chubb. There is a 0% chance that Kareem Hunt shows up and doesn't eat into some of Chubb's workload. That said, these guys are both good enough that – I think you could have a situation, um, uh, maybe not thunder and lightning, because there's not really thunder, but, but lightning and lightning. Think about uh, Kamara and Ingram uh, from last year. Uh, you could see something like that. Um, but no, do not write off Kareem Hunt, and, and definitely add Kareem Hunt in your redraft leagues a week early. Um, he's good. He's really good. Stefan Diggs, he
1: caught uh, seven of 11 targets for 167 yards and three touchdowns in the Vikings' 38-20 week six win over the Eagles. John, uh, this was the game Diggs' owners were waiting for. Hopefully you didn't bench him. Uh, Are you using this uh, game as an
3: opportunity to sell high, or do you think this is a sign of things to come? Uh, Guys, have you ever heard of a band called the Ataris? (laughs) Well, um, one of their favorite uh, uh, establishments is called 711. It's a convenience store. So I, you know you just don't see seven of eleven that often. So I, I definitely recommend people check out um, 711. <laughs> but uh, uh, look, if you have Diggs, unless you stole him in, in some monster trade in week four or something, um, you probably invested in him. Uh, I don't like what has happened. This season in Minnesota, uh, I think Zimmer is allergic to passing. He's allergic to points. Uh, he 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 was furious today on the sideline, I'm sure. Like, uh, all those touchdowns to a wide receiver, he was probably pulling his <laughs> hair out. Uh, um, uh, that said, I would write it out. Um, I would hope that uh, instead of this being the narrative that, oh, this was This was the flash in the pan and now it's time to sell. Maybe instead, let's use a narrative that Diggs was uh, rightfully being a diva. The last two weeks he was upset. He got fed today. They won the game and by a lot and on the shoulders of his performance. Um, Maybe we will see more of this going forward. Uh, I'm not trying to sell him right now. And I did start him this week and I'm feeling great about it.
1: The the thing that uh, I just sort of wanted to bring um, to your attention here was just that they faced a couple of soft secondaries in the Giants and the Eagles, um, and then they have a you know a handful of other good gate games later. So I think it's more like the Vikings. I mean, for as much as they hate Zimmer and whatever the name of the new OC is who loves to run the ball, mm-hmm. uh, like this is still a, you know a team that's got. Fairly ta- talented as a receiving core and an ability to attack through the air, but it's nice of them to see them make hay against the Eagles, who are known to be a secondary that you should be able to throw on given their stout run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, one of the things here that I did want to note was that uh, you know Alexander Mad- Madison he carried the ball 14 times and he you know put together 63 yards. Uh, no no work in the receiving game though. Uh, you know, is he still a stash candidate here for you in, in redraft? And, like, what are you doing with him? And, uh, you know, and I doubt you can really buy him in Dynasty, but, like, what are your thoughts right. on him in Dynasty
3: or his Dynasty value? Um, I, first off, I agree with you that his owners in Dynasty are not selling for something reasonable right now. Um, they're not selling for his current value. They're they're looking at his potential. And this was, this was a nice showing for a guy who definitely hadn't had 14 carries before um but no he's not a redraft target for me certainly not um if you're a handcuffer sure you can go ahead and pick him up as as a handcuff um but no i i just i'm not in the business of keeping those guys on my team i would like to see more i know this is the dalvin cook show i know if they do revert back to run 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 four downs in a row uh they're gonna be cook carries and whatever madison uh uh, could poach from Cook is not going to be high value enough for me to want to flex him in any given week.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Madison, it looks like, has one target on the season. Um, do you think that is because he... because the Vikings don't see him as a pass catcher and he actually is not like a very good Dalvin Cook handcuff? Like, if, suppose, Cook got hurt, do you think we'd see someone else kind of... Uh, step into the receiving role he had
3: my my answer is is not a direct answer and I'll apologize for that in advance but um LaDainian Tomlinson um coming out of college was not known as a pass catching running back and there's a lot of guys like this uh Derek Henry obviously is not known as a pass catching back Leonard Fournette um I think if you're athletic enough To be a running back in the NFL, Um, you can probably learn to catch a pass. You probably already know how to catch a pass. I am sure that Madison could take on a pass-catching role. Um, Maybe he doesn't have David Johnson's hands. You know, Johnson, obviously, a wide receiver. Uh, But, no, he, he could do that, I think, if Cook went down. And, frankly, I think almost every running back could. Except Kenyon Drake, apparently. <laughs> 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 sorry, that's awesome.
1: No, it's 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 true. What a <laughs> what a sorry state of affairs, Miami
3: are in. You, you know, it, okay. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. Far from it. Um, do you think he dropped it on purpose? You think someone said, "Drop that shit." You think someone said that? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I, he saw nine targets today. <clears throat> Kenyon Drake did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, weird that he just forgot how his hands worked. It was right. just crazy. Really interesting timing. Really brave <laughs> to go for it and put right. the game on the line there.
2: Drop that pass and we'll give you eleven targets next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: What do you think, um what do you think the the speech was like uh, before the game? Uh, do you think um do you think Rosen, uh, and it was Rosen who started that game, he gathered everyone around. He said, guys, 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 I know it's tough, but I really think we can lose this game. And <laughs> someone pipes up, no way, no way. Washington has even more losses than us. They're 0-5. We're only 0-4. And, and Rosen said, listen, listen, dig deep, men, Dig deep. How do you want to be remembered? You want to go 1-15 or you want to be in the record books forever? We can do this. <laughs> we can do this. And that's what Drake was thinking of when he let the ball hit him in the face and dribble into the end zone. I, I think
1: I think I think really what sold at Rosen's speech was probably the fact that he got benched halfway through as well. He's
2: <laughs> he's willing to lose his own job to ensure that they make the record books. But Drake it's, never forgot the speech. No. The quarterback no. Gets benched. For, his legacy lives on.
3: This one's for Josh, he said. <laughs> you think I'm catching this, Fitzpatrick? Stick it up your ass. Game over.
2: All right, and with that, uh let's call hold it on, quits. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I I
3: I need some help. And you guys are real football guys. I I'm, I'm in a serious football predicament. Maybe some of your listeners are too. I know you're expecting a joke, but it's not going to be one. This is a real predicament. Um I blame our pals uh, uh, Pete and Pat over at uh, Ship Chasing for this, but I got the Rojo, I got the Rojo fever. And uh, I had an opportunity in my big redraft um, to add Ronald Jones, uh, but the only player I was really comfortable dropping was Baltimore defense and special teams. And since then, I've been carrying Ronald Jones, who's been doing absolutely nothing. And I've been fielding no defense. Um, and and so far, it hasn't mattered that much. But I mean, I can't keep doing this, right? Would would you drop Ronald Jones and add some random defense, or are you, are you holding true? What are you doing? Uh, I'm definitely going to be holding Ronald Jones. uh, Like, just
1: the the Dari Ogunbowale stuff is legitimately, like, frustrating to watch, if only because uh, I've never seen a guy do so little in such high-level situations. Uh, And if I – I mean, like, maybe O.J. Howard's done less. um, But, but, you know, that's just the way it goes over there. Um, As far as Ronald Jones goes – it's it's weird that they're willing to let him run it in for a touchdown and then just not give him much work. Um, it's play, like they're mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, they're, they're definitely doing something there that has made no sense for pretty much all season. It would explain their two and four record. Uh, and <laughs> and, um, and and you know several, I mean, this was like a pretty brutal loss to a division rival that they handled pretty comfortably back in week two. I was going to say that, like, Baltimore defense is whatever. They're really kind of running on reputation alone. Right. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, if you could drop someone for the San Francisco 49ers' defense. Yeah. Now now, now we're
3: talking. All right. I guess I'll keep Ronald Jones. Thanks,
2: guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. This was a kind of a weird game. You know, when... When uh, Tampa Bay is playing catch-up, I guess you want to see them throw, you know, 17 passes to Mike Evans and 12 to Chris Godwin, and and not be targeting the running back so much. But that's just so weird, is how you see Jones have these explosive plays sometimes, and Peyton Barber not so much. And uh, but still, Peyton Barber's the one getting most of the touches. So That's gross. Know. I'm still. Uh- I'm still holding out hope for Jones, so I don't think I would drop him either, but I don't know. It's getting tough.
1: I was going to say a favorite of uh, of uh, the aforementioned Pat bat and Pete. Scotty Miller, huh? Seven targets.
3: Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, shout out Scotty Miller. Shout out Pat Corain. Congrats, guys. I'm glad exactly. somebody's happy.
1: <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a pretty good call by by Pat back in the offseason. I have Scotty Miller and two very deep dynasty leagues, and I have no idea what it would take for him to eventually see the starting lineup, but he's there and that's all that matters.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right, and that will do it for this edition of the Fantasy Football Report. Special thanks to our guest, John Solis. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Solis Report. Also be sure to check out his Podcast with Devin McIntyre on Road of His Radio. Please remember to rate and review the Road of His Radio channel on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon. For Hassan Rahim, I'm Blair Andrews. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Report. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast channel on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, slash podcast.